I like when I like when we bring up something and then we check it and go, oh, whoops, <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all. It's not like we're trying to be like historians here, right? Um, a little bit of that, but not like you know, you're not coming to us for the facts. <laughs> you're coming for us for the feels. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And John Hines. Hello there. And we are back, as always, to uh, talk about some video games. And I think we have a whole bunch of video games to talk about tonight, guys. So mm-hmm. I think we can just dig straight we, we into really it. We really like video and, uh, games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, following up from uh, last week, we dug into a handful of uh, games from the Ludumdar 48 Game Jam. And I've still been digging into a bunch of those like it just keeps like popping up in our feed or on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, this looks cool or this got super high ratings or somebody recommended this. And this will probably be the last time we mention the Ludumdar jam on the podcast. But just I'm going <laughs> to probably keep making more videos because they're so stay tuned to like the YouTube or Twitch uh Cause yeah, we're going to keep featuring a bunch of these and more than we've just mentioned on the podcast, but heck yeah, I do want to start with uh below the ocean, which is a really, really awesome little puzzle platformer from uh, Ishmael Rodriguez, uh, which has me extra pumped. He has a game that he's been working on for a while called amp jet, which mm-hmm. is like, seems to be this kind of auto runner platformer, but like with a lot of like boost mechanics and like, it just looks really, really cool. I've been, I kind of knew of his stuff anyways. So I was like, nice. Oh, let me check this out. And now I'm even more excited for amp jet, um, after playing this. Cause it's got, again, these games are made in 72 hours, some of them in 48 hours, <laughs> but this is like, it's, I mean, it's a relatively short game, about 15 minutes and you play as this like diver underwater but i mean it's got it's the full it's a full package you know it's even got a little opening cutscene and kind of sets the mood and then you like plunge underwater and it's like even the music has this like kind of floaty you know just moodiness to it and then the i don't know it's just got this great atmosphere this like white and blue and black color palette and i know you had a chance to play through this as well john i sure did um and yeah, I, I know I've been always like hyping up platformers, but I was like, this one's a little more puzzly, John. And I know you seem to agree. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah, it utilizes not only your like the fact that you're underwater and have a little bit of like a floatiness to your jump, but you're also tethered. Every time you hit a checkpoint, it's like a water tank or an air tank, actually. And then you're tethered to that. And then you have to eventually use that tether to like wrap it around things so that you can kind of swing yourself up and use it to solve puzzles or That's connect so it to cool. certain things. And I thought, I just thought it was so awesome. And uh, what, what did you think, John? Yeah. I, we can dig more into like some of the mechanics and whatnot. No, I, I really liked this one a lot. And the, I thought the puzzle progression was perfect for this game. Nice. Like the pacing was a fantastic. It yeah. adds like just a couple new mechanics each time until like the puzzles get more and more complicated. And like the pacing is just, well, perfect like the first time that you actually have to use the tether as a mechanic like because all other times i was just like oh yeah it's a cute little like you see it like behind you as it's like going limp around things but you don't actually think of it as an object because it's not really restricting you until you get to the point where you have to actually use it as a mechanic and like uh it's uh I I I I also got into it mostly because in the Discord like you were talking about it and 
I think more Calb in the Discord was posting uh, a GIF of that and like just seeing the like in action the color palette of like it really reminded me of Downwell in that sort of yeah like, yeah two bit or however many like like because it is just black white and blue from like uh, at the beginning stages of it and then later on yeah it adds in a yellow when there are like certain you need to like electrify the tether and then that will unlock the cert you need to like bring that and like close a circuit or Ooh. hit a switch with it yeah oh uh, it's it's great it is such oh. a good like and like perfect bite size length like it's i finished it like my first playthrough i think in 14 minutes nice and i got, it was almost exactly the same yeah yeah and i got i think five out of the eight gems or whatever uh, I got seven, and I, the only reason I missed one is because I, like, jumped up, like, through a platform, mm. like, to the next screen where I couldn't get back down yeah. oh, no. like, and, and hit a checkpoint. And I was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I will play it again because the game was so cool. And it's, again, because it's so short and bite-sized, it's like, man, I want to play it again. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I just... Go ahead, Randall. I did watch a little bit of, of your, your stream on this, Kevin, and... The tether, I had a question, is that always the same length? Like, can you know, like, for puzzle situations, that's going to go to a certain length and then work from there? I believe it's always the same length. I'm yeah. not 100% sure on that, but it, it's very, like, physics-y in, yeah. in, like, the sense that it's kind of floating around in, in the water. Yeah. And it feels, it's not frustrating. Like, you have to battle against it a little bit, but, like, in a fun way. It's yeah. not, like, you're like you're frustrating underwater. or anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, you got to, like, oh, I'm not quite wrapped around or, like, it's, oh, I got to get it from the other side. I got to wrap it around the other side because it's not quite tight enough from that angle. Right. Um, but I would say... Like, there, you're not doing too much where you're, like, I guess there's only a few spots where there's, like, a room with, like, kind of multiple checkpoints that are close enough to one another where it comes into play where, like, what tank you're spawning from matters, I yeah. guess. But well, it, very minimally, but you're definitely, because it's, they're all kind of, like, single screen-ish levels. There's a little bit of scrolling, but it's, they're pretty small areas that you're exploring. Right. So the tether link doesn't come into play other than how you use it to solve like the puzzle. It's, it's kind of a, not a scripted solution, but it sort of feels that way. Like there's sort of a way to do it. There's, I think, yeah, there's definitely multiple solutions for some of them, but most oh, nice. of them are pretty much like, you know, there's a set thing that you need to do and accomplish, but yeah, yeah there, there is what, I think one of the first times that you had to use, like not or maybe the second time that you had to use the tether to get around like an area of like spikes and not die. Like I was right off the bat. I was like, how many loops do I need to do around this tether to tighten it? And I did, I did like two and that was like way too much. Or like, I, think <laughs> yep. I, started, I think I started with three actually. And then I went down to two and I don't, and then I'm like, once I did one, I was like, yeah, of course. Why would you automatically assume that you need to do like so many but just that yeah. you need to do one like that's so genius that's what mm -hmm. made me think of that and like ask that question because i saw that part of the clip where you had to loop around one of those kind of like free free floating rocks or whatever i'm like oh that mm -hmm. is awesome like otherwise yeah. it's too long so no, it's yeah. so good uh 
And, and essentially, like John mentioned, like there will be like those free floating blocks that are yellow and electrified. And that's kind of what you have to do is like wrap the tether around those in a way to the, and then touch like a switch or a door to open it. Like it's awesome. just it's so cool. And there were a, a couple of those that like I managed to not cheese, but like there was one where I definitely electrified and like got a switch to turn on. That was not the intended way. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that would be so cool if I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And and yeah, just again, the whole package, it's it just blows my mind that this was made by one person in such a short period of time. Yeah. And you get a little dance at the end when nice. you beat the game, which <laughs> is really cute and super cool. Yeah. Um, and then I guess while we're on the, the topic of uh, platformers here, I did play another game called Fallen Shovel, which I just somebody like I think I saw the developer like retweet a comment that somebody made about their game that was like, this game is so fun that I forgot about the rice that I was cooking and burned it or something in the kitchen and because <laughs> I couldn't stop playing. Um, and it's basically at first I thought at, at a glance, it, I would just and I don't know, I just assumed that like any arcade game has a procedural generation element to it. But this is actually like scripted levels. It's like you play as this shovel and you're actually named Shovel Lucifer and you're following or you're falling from heaven and trying to get down to hell. And by the time you get to the bottom of the depths of hell or whatever, you're actually you're not a shovel anymore. You're a pitchfork. Um, but anyways, you're, with your, what's that? With your, do you dig to hell with your shovel body? Well, here's the deal is like you're this tiny shovel and it's very like arcade like. Uh, I, I can't think of a good game to describe, like kind of like hack color palette, I guess. Yeah. But um, you're you're that's not a great comparison, but whatever. Um, but you're basically bouncing constantly, like up and down at a regular pace, and then you can charge your jump, like to where like so essentially you start out in this like little cage where there's like these key blocks or these blocks with like a little key on them, then those don't break. So you're just bouncing, and then you charge, and you got to charge launch into the air which launches you relatively high and then once you're launched you can also double jump okay and then once you progress out of that cage there are regular blocks that when you do the charge and launch off of those it breaks those blocks and then so you're launching yourself into the air and then your only other way to deal with enemies it's very downwell-esque as well like you're just working your way downwards nice. and you're trying to land on enemies for like bonus points but otherwise you're just trying to get to the bottom and you're you're working your way through like either the seven deadly sins or the layers of hell i forget what it is <laughs> but it's like purgatory and then lust and <laughs> just really cool like level designs like that later in the game like instead of being like those key shaped uh tiles like that you can't jump on there'll be like hearts that you can't jump on and stuff like that but it's just like really precise action platforming like really fun i've played it through it a few times already like again it probably took a, a 15 minutes or so to play through the first time maybe 20 minutes but really good progression on the difficulty challenge the difficulty curve and like i don't know just really satisfying to play like as you get uh, further and further, there's like almost like a glitch world where like the tiles that used to be the ones that you could land on are now the ones that are the the breakable ones. Nice. And like it, it just like switches things up and throws a few curveballs at you and like just really, really well done. And again, like I found another game from this developer that's in development currently. I think it's called Zero Lives. I'll have to double check, but I'll put a link in the uh, episode description. But it's really, really cool. It has a very similar aesthetic and it looks like a precision platformer, which is very much my thing so oh, yeah. yet again like another game jam situation where i'm like oh cool game jam game and then oh wait awesome developer that has a another game in the works or how cool is that it's really awesome and especially with ludum dar and game makers toolkit game jams it's like the the quality level especially if you kind of look at like what's getting rated the highest or just see what's getting the most attention or whatever it's mm -hmm. just man it's really really good stuff or even just what catches your eye but uh 
one more game I wanted to mention really quick as well. And we've mentioned that uh, Care Package bundle on the podcast before that uh, Just Cam H put together mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the guy. I think we talked about Lonely People Potion Shop on the podcast from Cultisti, our, our favorite, or at least <laughs> my favorite. Um, but yeah, Just Cam H put out a game called Corla for Ludumdar 48. And it is so freaking addictive. I It is... Other than the fact that there's no real goal in the game, like there's a there's no way to beat it because it's a, it's just a roguelike dungeon crawler progression sort of thing. Yeah, but it's uh it's basically a roguelike that's all about dodging, and it's like you you play on these solitaire or the like not solitaire. It's just like one card at a time. You start on like the Joker card, and then you're trying to fall like there's I don't know. It's like probably like a ten by eight grid or something like that each map. Mm-hmm. And then you're moving. It's all mouse controlled, though. And so you start out by just being able to move like regular dungeon crawler style, like one tile, you know, up, down, left or right. But then you pick up all sorts of different buffs to where like you're moving like a knight chess piece or you're, uh-huh. you're able to screen wrap. Like if you get all the way to the border, you can go from one side to the other or you get uh-huh. like a free fall where like no matter where you are, you can drop as far vertically as it will allow you to go. And like, it will highlight the nice thing is like, because there'd be no way to really keep track of this. If it were like an actual board game, like you pick up so many buffs, like one of the runs I had when I was streaming the game, like it was like, I, I, I could almost click anywhere on the map. Like I had so much mobility, but <laughs> you're not able to attack enemies in any way. Like you're o- only trying to avoid, and then there'll be one buff or perk on each floor or money um, which you can then buy buffs and stuff at certain floors. Like there's like little shop floors after every like, I don't know if it's 10 floors, five floors. But um, after a certain amount of time, if you, I think if you collect all the buffs, then it's just money or health on each level. Right. Um, but you're basically trying to there'll be holes on each level as well. And you're what you're trying to do is avoid the enemies and then fall through the hole down to the next card. So you okay. go from the Joker to the two to the three. But again, it just keeps looping. And the, the only thing like I really just wish it even just had like a, a leaderboard or not even an online, but just like it kept track of your all time high score. Right. Because um, even just that, like cause just money wise, because, again, after you've collected everything, you you're just collecting money. But the cool thing is like enemies will ever there's a few like a crab will only be able to walk sideways or um there's like you can see what the enemies are going to do as well. Mm-hmm. Like you, just like you can see the purple tiles, you'll see the red tiles for where the enemies are going to move next. That's cool. So you can. Yeah, there's just like it's it's so cool. And then also, yeah, if the enemies move and fall down a hole, they you'll have to deal with them on the next Ooh, floor. So the enemies like will start stacking. They'll even sometimes if they fall through the floor, they'll end up on the shop floor. <laughs> so like you'll be in the shop and there'll be like three enemies, nice. you know, bouncing uh. around. It's it's just it's got a really cool like kind of like scribbly like hand drawn art style like I don't know I've just been really impressed I've played a few of Cam's uh games now and I've been really impressed I haven't had a chance to play the game that he included with the um care package bundle yet but I really have enjoyed some of his other games like Varist was really fun um Volcano Snake I think it's called or maybe it's just <laughs> called Snake I don't know it's a but a really fun game jam stuff been really impressed with what he can do and this one's no exception nice um and I guess just real quick to give a shout out, and John, we both checked this game out as well. This is not a Ludum Dar uh, jam entry, but it's in. It is a game jam entry from one of our favorite indie developers, uh, Blabber. If we've, uh, or I've gushed about Gun Rounds a few times on the podcast. Oh. Um, just really, really love that game, and it's also available on like iOS and I'm pretty sure iOS, but Android for sure. And it was also in the Itch.io bundle for Racial Justice and Equality, which oh, is nice. how I found Blabber in the first place and Gun Rounds and whatnot. 
just like couldn't couldn't love their games anymore. And anyways, this game was made for a it's called a chain letter jam. And I, this is so cool. I don't know who started it initially, but like essentially somebody made a game and the goal is you get to or the theme of the jam or whatever is you get two weeks to make a one minute game or like, you know, essentially like a really quick playable game. And then you make that game and then you tag one new developer and then that developer like iterates on that game and comes up with a new take on it or a new spin on it or it just takes that in some way. And I think Blabberfs is maybe idea. like that. It's so cool. Yeah. And it's like a you get a little more time, like two weeks. You can you, you know, it's not so high pressure like right. Ludum Dar. Hey, we got a one weekend to get this done. <laughs> um so yeah, this one is. Uh, I, you can tell that's that it had a little bit more time. The polish level is just extreme. Like the pixel art is so striking. Uh, there's no music, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't say that's like a a bad thing. I mean, I just wish it had music because I would just play it nonstop. Um, because I found this to be really, really fun, and it's kind of similar to You Are Now Possessed a little bit, which we've talked about on the podcast before, in the sense that like you have uh, it's kind of set up like Mega Man Battle Network. As far as like if you're picturing like a battlefield and you got mm-hmm. like two, like uh, what is it like a three by th- or a three by four? It's like a six I think. Yeah, three by four. Yeah, you basically have two columns of three each. Mm-hmm. Um, that you like your character can move between two columns of three, and then the goblin or whatever on the right hand side can move between those as well. And you're always able to see their move set will be tra- like put at the top of the screen, so you'll see oh, like the demon is going to shoot three fireballs and then move left and up, and then two fireballs. And you have that information at the beginning of the round, and then you have either any of the WASD D keys to move. Or you can guard, uh, I believe, attack, shoot your own fi- one fireball, and like then a singular or do ball, nothing. Yeah. I actually oh. never did the final. Uh, like, yeah, I was it, always... is, it is just to like skip a turn or yeah. skip a move or whatever. Like, you start out by you have to you have three moves per turn, and then if you get far enough, then there's four moves per turn. Mm-hmm. And I I got to the point where then there's five moves per turn. I wasn't I able to get past get to that. that <laughs> so I, I, I only did it one time. out like into the breach essentially. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you and you do have to time out like the block. Like it's not like putting it. You get two. You can use up to two blocks per turn, and that stays that way even when you get up to where you have five moves per turn. Mm-hmm. So you really do have to manage like. And that you'll be able to see the formation of the fireball that the goblin's going to fire. So it might be like when it shoots the three fireballs, it's kind of in like a flying V formation or like a triangle formation where when it shoots the two, they're like side by side. But it does it gets like even it even though it's such a small playing field, it's like it gets hard to keep track of like really man, what is this goblin going to do? And like because you uh, uh, what I was going to say is like when you put up a shield, it doesn't like stay up. You have to block on the turn that that fireball is moving into your tile that you're on like Mm -hmm. it's not a let me put up a block for this turn if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so it's just i don't know i I just found it to be really addictive to be like i just kept playing well let me do one more Mm -hmm. let me do one more um and i again like it's just one of those games where like if you added just one more layer to this like again added some music and then added like a progression system or buff system or like just one more layer to this game or made the battlefield a little bigger and a like different you could totally type, turn this in like yeah oh yeah I, that's that's exactly what i was thinking where i was like man this is 
so close to being just like I like I would recommend this as like oh you you gotta play this like as like something that you're gonna play forever as like I yeah. I, I do think it's an, an incredible idea and like has a lot of really cool mechanics that I think are very well fleshed out but I was like man I just want a little bit more from this and like if there if this does get expanded on like oh it is a hundred percent I would spend money like to oh, support yeah. like wow. this would be nice. incredible. It's yeah, it's like like you said, it's just like a couple. And again, because it was on that scope of like two weeks and whatever. Again, I don't know if there is any plan to expand it beyond that, but the idea is there for sure. And the style is certainly there. Like, again, it's got this great like blue green kind of like turquoise ish. Yeah teal like all, all john's favorite colors exactly mm-hmm. like just <laughs> a- appealing to me on every level <laughs> yeah and and just another shout out to blabber because all their games are fantastic dueling dragons that's probably our most ah. viewed youtube video and that game is also fantastic it's another turn-based like like it, it's just really cool very similar to i don't know you got to play their games mm-hmm. <laughs> you just got to play their games um but randall why don't we uh kick the ball over to you because i know that you uh checked out a game that uh john and i talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast that's right so uh i actually bought this when when you guys bought this because it's a buck Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) full price (laughs) full price not even on sale tory 3d so I'm going to try yes. to like, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to say too much that you, that you guys didn't already cover when you were pretty glowing about it, you know, a few weeks back. But uh, I also really enjoyed it because it was up my alley just as much. It was up your guys like just that kind of straightforward 3D platformer thing they were doing. It's like it, it looks like a like if you took N64 platformer maybe even more simplified than that but that's kind of like the polygon level we're talking about but then you made it really high res like which i really really smooth and yeah yeah i love that like the the crispness to it um it kind of reminds me of playing dreamcast and vga like you just see like man everything is so crisp and bright and just vibrant i just i'm such a sucker for that aesthetic Mm-hmm. And that's what Tori 3D brings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like really fast platforming. It's only two buttons, your jump button and your like kind of like shuffly fast run that your cute little like baby chick character that's got sunglasses and a backpack on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, love it. Uh, I only got a C rank on every level. Uh, Same as us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know how you would do better than that to be. I I did get an A on the first two levels going back after the fact, which the stars don't are not a factor when it comes to the ranking. It's only the speed. So you you do you're able to do it a little quicker if you just ignore some of the stars. I I will say, like, I really wish that there were like separate star rankings like for each level on like each character as well. Because the character the second character like i was trying to like actually break the game and just like some of the levels i was able to beat in like a few seconds because nice. like especially like there's one that's like on an aircraft carrier that's mostly like a vertical level yes. or like on the ocean yes. and like the first character has an infinite jump or the second character has an it's infinite basically jump. you can fly yeah basically. so like i was just like yep just, just go straight up and like i was like oh that that doesn't overwrite the or it doesn't change what the like best time or best like star rating is on this that's level kind of too like, bad. I was like, ah, oh, just 
I wish that there was individual like, oh, this is how many stars you got on this level versus this is how much what your best time was on this level. Right. Right. Yeah. I always want just. I'm never satisfied. I just want a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple pieces that I wasn't quite satisfied with either. I'll say that the camera is not perfect. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you can't angle it past a certain point. Yes, like vertically. I think I'm saying that right. Like you can't. It like stops once you lower it. Yeah. To like horizontally. Correct. Which I found myself like obviously I've played plenty of Nintendo sixty four era platformers so and GameCube and all you know no no uh, no problem dealing with camera and you mm-hmm. know manual camera stuff it's almost second nature to just do that stuff when it didn't do it for me um, but still yeah not quite enough control but I mean it's still workable it didn't oh, yeah. it wasn't that big of a problem I still played all nine levels I played a couple of them multiple times you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. But between that and like the camera, like in its default state, even at some, there's a couple places where there was some clipping through the environments where I'm like, uh, and like some areas where I was kind of making blind jumps or kind mm-hmm. of blindish jumps too. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, there's one part in particular where you're like going down a ramp yes. or something where, yeah, it's just like, you're just like, I'm just looking through <laughs> the environment here. Yeah. <laughs> But I kind of love it. I love the jank because oh, that's, yeah. that's the way things were. That's the way things were. It really is true. And it was ultimately really fun. Like I, I just like I did. I do not have a lot of time to play a bunch of games right now, but it was like late at night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this game and it will boot it up and I beat it in you know, under an hour. That's amazing. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. Under an hour is like. Under an hour for a dollar? Like, how can yeah. you go wrong with that? How yeah. How can you go wrong with that? Yeah. Give me more straightforward 3D platformers. I want them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, I know you've been uh, firing up the Game Boy lately and uh, checking out uh, a Final Fantasy game that you've never gotten your hands on in yes. the past. This one was actually a Super Nintendo yes, title. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. But like, Because th- didn't they make a version of this game for the Game Boy? No. Am I... That- it might just be a maybe i'm just still thinking about final fantasy adventure yes yes you are thinking about (laughs) final fantasy adventure but there was an an article that was uh published to paste uh magazine.com which was titled final fantasy mystic quest is the best final fantasy you've never played nice which is a bit of a clickbaity title but i also was gonna take that bet because (laughs) I've, i've played a few final fantasy games and you know i'm I'm a fan of the series in general, but I'm not like a super fan. Sure. And the the core of that article was mostly about how, you know, their Square released Final Fantasy for the NES and then like took a break on giving JRPGs to American audiences. Oh, yeah. And their attempt at making a dumbed down version of Final Fantasy was this game, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Yep. And it is very much a simplified version of even like the original like Final Fantasy, which wasn't that complicated to begin (laughs) with. It's kind. It kind of feels like they just took the original Final Fantasy for the NES and then ran it through like a link to the past, like Instagram filter. Hey, like, not so bad. <laughs> the way the menus work are very simplified and streamlined, and like it'll like the equipment will just have like a slot that like you don't 
cha- like you just get items and they're automatically equipped to be the most powerful like w- armor or anything nice. like you'll still see like there's a slot for but there's only like i don't know 12 pieces of armor in the game like wow. it's really simplified and it's pretty much just like the hit a and and like you choose your (laughs) your attacks are either like your weapon and like again like there's no real inventory management you can swap at like weapons like with the l and r button you'll get uh upgrades that like are kind of like almost like legend of zelda like interactables like you'll get a claw arm that you can use to climb up specific thick tiles on walls to get through dungeons Hmm. so it's okay it's a very unique final fantasy game that like doesn't really feel like any other of the series like even there are multiple modes for your to show your HP, like you could either have it like show like the typical, like, Oh, 300 points out of like 500, or you can have what they have, which are or like the default, which is they'll show a large box at the bottom and then tiny boxes of, of like, Oh, the 100 will be like a like bigger box beneath it. So it's not even like giving you numbers. It's just showing like a general idea. It's, it's a really a lot of interesting choices in yeah. <laughs> like i don't know like again like there's not even uh random battles like all of the Ooh. enemies are on screen and you have to yeah, like it's like stuff that's actually kind of better in a yeah. way like definitely more accessible for right. sure i mean it's it's an interesting game and like i'm playing through it uh and like i'm it's not terribly difficult or challenging like even like if you get to a random if you die in any battle like it'll just say like retry and it'll start you over from that battle like nice you don't okay and like if it's just an rng thing you can just brute force it and keep doing it right. until you get good rolls like yep. right right it's, it's a very easy game in that respect but at the same time it's like there's a lot of good ideas in this and like the feel that i was getting at like from playing it now i was like man i could see this being a modern like pico 8 game just like something that's like really scaled back in terms of like limitations on like a virtual hardware or like say a game jam where they're like all right i'm going to make a an rpg as quickly as possible and like give you just exactly what you need and nothing more and like it's kind of refreshing in that respect. Like it's not overloaded with like so many weapons that you need to manage or like so many like different characters that you need to level up. It's just like, here's the boss of the area, beat them, move on to the next. Like it's not very, it's very clear on what your objectives are in every (laughs) single area. And it's honestly kind of nice. I'm enjoying it a lot. That's awesome. You got you got me pretty tempted to check this one out, to be honest, especially as soon as you said no random battles. I was like, OK, now we're talking because especially you don't see a lot of like environmental puzzle solving or whatever. Right? And I, I don't know if it's puzzle solving, but the way you're saying, like climbing around to new areas, like getting abilities for the overworld. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I haven't played a lot of the older Super Nintendo uh Final Fantasies, but I feel like there's not a lot of that. The dungeons I'm still feel like a standard like JRPG from that area for the Super Nintendo. But like. Yeah, like there's no real I mean the overworld map is a I don't know what you would call that like uh each individual like 
it'll be a town and then you'll hit left and then you'll move to and then they'll have random battle encounters where there are 10 of them and then once you beat 10 of them then they're cleared off the map Mm. and then you can move or like and you don't even need to do them like you can just pass over them but they're there so that you get that has me thinking do you have you had to grind at all have you felt the urge to grind for levels to level up or anything I haven't because I you get enough of like enemies that you can just encounter in uh, dungeons. Yeah, and then if you leave the dungeon and come back, say if you go to an inn, then all the enemies respawn in their okay. areas. Mm-hmm. So like I, I've I have like grinded a bit, but I I've only just because I'm like eh I should probably clear out this item or like I'll get more experience I think totally. from those than from the dungeon or like going back to an early area dungeon. Yeah. But that I by no means as are you required or like under leveled. I don't I don't think is a <laughs> a position you can even be in this game <laughs> and it's just fun yeah. to be overpowered there's nothing oh, wrong yeah. with that exactly like, that's yeah. awesome and such a like such an interesting game that like square developed this for the north american audience to introduce them to jrpgs like yeah it came out here first and then it came out in japan and europe like oh, that's wow. crazy yeah like <laughs> oh, this the story does feel and like the animations of the characters does feel kind of like the the Legend of Zelda animated TV show. Like <laughs> in the oh. in the opening cutscene, your character has like a canned shrug like animation and they do that like three times like looking (laughs) turn to face the camera and shrug and i'm like good lord (laughs) yeah but no it's it's nice to it's nice to be on cruise control in an rpg too and that that sounds kind of (laughs) nice oh yeah well before we get into our uh pinball conversation that i teased uh a little bit last week i think or a couple weeks ago when i was talking about kuru 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 or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my best stab at that again <laughs> i wanted to highlight a couple of indie demos or a few indie demos that like i'll just kind of glance over these as well but just i've been checking out some demos lately i've always kind of avoided playing demos for the most part kind of thinking like oh i don't want to spoil the experience yep. or whatever but i keep finding all these games that are like a work in progress and like they, they really kind of release these demos almost like as an individual package in a way. Some some of them are just like a level, you know, here's a level in and of itself. But some of them are like I played one the other day that was uh, it. I'm not going to really get into it, but it talked about or like it was like a mini Metroidvania, but it actually had like walls put up that just said demo wall. <laughs> it was like, OK, you just can't go this way um, in the demo. Like it wasn't like a separate package. But anyway, some of these are like kind of just like, hey, here's like a a slice of life kind of experience i think that's sort of like the everhood demo that i played hmm. um a while back which i think eventually we'll all talk about that game at some oh, point yeah. but uh but yeah i wanted to highlight a few games here and one of them's called germinal um and it's a really cool little uh precision platformer that's got a very like celeste uh kind of art style with, with like the you know kind of pixelated but not super detailed but still kind of detailed if that makes sense like you got a nice like sense of movement to the character but there's no like face on it you know Uh, but yeah it looks very similar to celeste and it even has a dash mechanic that's kind of similar to celeste but it's it works definitely differently it feels very unique you get like a little jet pack almost like a water pack that like 
you can either and then you have like a meter that it charges that like as you use it kind of like breath of the wild when you're climbing like the green circle as it ticks down yeah because you can either use it to like kind of give yourself a boost as like a double jump and that uses half of your like circle meter of like the juice of the jetpack or you can hold down one of the triggers and use it as like a hover pack and you can okay use that to like kind of chain things and you can wall jump and stuff like that i don't yeah you can't double jump other than the fact of like like if you're out of juice you can't double jump you can only do it when you have the jetpack juice but mm-hmm. you can do it in a way where you're like giving yourself the double jump and then hovering or you're hovering and then double jumping and then wall jumping and like the way you know when you land on the ground like in a lot of these games that'll recharge your you know your water pack or jetpack like it kind of reminds me almost of like the flood unit in uh Mario oh, yeah, nice. uh sunshine yep um although you can't shoot it like outwards at least not yet but it's really it seems like there's the potential to like add some abilities because like I was getting all these collectibles like almost like the strawberries and Celeste not to keep drawing comparisons to that but it's kind of inevitable when you're talking about pixel art precision platformers yep. but when you would get like a yellow one and they were just like little like I don't know if they're triangles or diamonds or something but if you got a yellow one, instead of your little water jetpack being blue, it would turn yellow. And it, nothing changed other than that, just the color. But it seemed like the developer was talking about potentially adding in, like, power-ups and stuff like that. So nice. I just played, like, the first level of this. And, like, I, my only gripe with it is I, I wasn't super into, like, the art style of, like, the cutscenes or whatever. Like, the titles. Like, all, like, the character art when, they when like, conversations pop up and stuff is just really... I just really was not a fan. Like, to the point where I saw the game at first and I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. And then, mm. But then I saw the game in action. Par- our buddy Paradigm was streaming it and I was like, this game looks sweet. Um, so I, ha- I just had to play it. So it looks really polished, plays really fluidly. It's just like a game to definitely keep an eye on. It's nice. really, really cool. Um, and then another couple I wanted to mention really quick. There's a game called T-Bat. Um, and that's all one word. And I know, Randall, you uh, checked out the little bit of gameplay that I uh, posted for this earlier. Yep. And like it's like a very this this game has a very unique style. Like it's kind of got a Game Boy aesthetic right off the bat. It yep. actually starts out in like a four tone grayscale when you start the game. And then as you you play as a bat, obviously, like, I guess I shouldn't say obviously, but it, a bat that collects like teacups and tea kettles <laughs> they're all over the place. And the gameplay kind of plays a little bit like Sonic. Oh, but then yeah. You also have like. On the screen, you have all this extra information that's kind of similar to like how hack has that to bring up hack again has like all that info on the sides of the screen. Like so it's kind of a four by three aspect ratio. But then on the sides, you have all this extra information. Yeah. Um, telling you like what zone you're in and how many of the tea kettles you've collected. And on top of the screen, there's like actually like a map that kind of because you again, you're moving really fast and you can't see a ton of the level in front of you right which is sort of normally a complaint especially that i personally level at sonic games and you do like you you can run really fast in this game you can double jump you can fire like a sonar blast that can actually not hurt enemies it actually will just collect the teacups which are really just like Hmm. coins and then you go to a shop and the first shop you get to it, it's so awesome this like font comes up and like this ghost like face this like demon face and it's just like welcome and it has this like really great like pixel art like it's just it's almost like 3d it's so cool it even has some moments in this game that have like some 3d effects that are really cool but anyways you you buy for the first thing you buy is a spectral lens and then that kind of turns the game into like green game boy yeah. color and then you buy another thing I forget what it is, but it's some other type of lens or glasses or something. And then it's like now you see the game in like a full color scale that like is the the original palette. And then you can unlock 
Like I've unlocked probably in the demo alone, like probably 25 or 30 different pallets. Oh, wow. Like it's crazy, nice. but I've just been leaving it on the original because there were three different areas and they all kind of shift pallets as they kind of like dog or eye that we've talked oh, about uh, okay, before. Yeah. Like every area or every level kind of has its own like feel and flair to it right uh, but you even get like you can buy like a santa hat and sunglasses like just like really stupid quirky stuff for your character to wear but if you're just wasting your teacups and your coins you actually when you die kind of like sonic it'll you spend 10 coins or 10 teacups to come back to life okay or whatever so it's like really like kind of low stakes because you really do have a lot of co- coins they're like everywhere <laughs> and they're and they reach like if you go from one screen to the next to like and go back like they'll all they'll all be back so you can just kind of farm for oh, nice. the coins if you want to which that's but, cool that allows you to play a little bit recklessly you know speed wise so that's yeah fun too. and and also play a little bit more recklessly because even though you like you do end up running into the same issues a little bit that i run into with sonic games where you're kind of like losing your momentum a little bit as you run into things mm. but in this game it's usually just a wall it's not like a mm. spike wall that you lose all your coins and like die <laughs> and you get like six hit points before you have to spend your like oh. it's really the game's oh. called like t-bat and they keep saying show no fear like the, there was one kind of cutscene where i like fell down this like cathedral tower or something and i smashed on the ground and died but it was clearly a cutscene. and then this like like i don't know npc just popped out kind of like an angel or something it was like show no fear and brought me back to life nice. and then i and then like ever since then i just spend 10 teacups to come back to life so and <laughs> like i think i have like 320 so there's like no, no risk of me dying anytime <laughs> soon but it was like a 40 minute demo like and i i felt like i was like okay. as soon as i was done i was like i could not there could there's not a game that is higher up on my most anticipated nice. games list. Like it's got so much style. And again, that map on the top of the screen, I kind of mentioned it briefly and didn't really go into it. But it's like if you get close to a tea kettle, it's like your bat sonar can kind of sense it. It'll like kind nice. of barely fade in. You can see it barely. So you're like, oh, I think I can get over. So you're, you can kind of use that map in like you're kind of looking up and down and you can use that a little bit to control your speed as well because you can see like where the elevation changes and stuff like that so really cool really open-ended and then real quick i did want to mention one more called octa and this is o-c-d-a but the reason i'm pretty sure it's called it's pronounced octa um is because it's kind of all based around an octo directional dash as we as (laughs) we know and love Um, (laughs) although this one is done very differently um you play as a potato um (laughs) which is i don't know if that's just what it says on the page but really just like a like a little uh jumping bean or something Mm -hmm. um but i guess a jumping potato yeah yeah um but it's got this really like awesome like atmospheric uh pixel art really awesome atmospheric like vibey soundtrack it's like raining when the game and like the you know the grass is like blowing in the wind it's like kind of like it's like a 2d version of almost like a short hike how like those how that looks sort of in a way nice um but yeah, I just found it to be like a really difficult, awesome precision platformer that takes a uh, puts a little different spin on that octo directional dash because it takes like, you know, how in the new Super Mario Brothers games or even in some of the 3D Mario games, they have like those floating like water things that like they'll be in midair and it'll be like a, a patch of water that you can jump up into and yeah. swim into and then like jump out of into the next one kind yep. of thing. It's kind of they're like those type of areas that are shaped like octagons. And then when you jump inside of that, if you're inside of that area, whatever angle you're 
if you press the dash button, you can only use the dash when you're inside of that area at first. And then it will pull you towards the center and kind of launch you from there. So like if you're if you're jumping into the octagon, right, and, and you're in like the bottom quadrant or it's not a quadrant but a part of the octagon it'll kind of highlight that that portion of the octagon and so if you're in the bottom part it'll launch you upwards if you're in like the diagonal part it'll launch you upwards and diagonal if okay. you're at the top and you press dash it'll launch you downwards like hmm. it pulls you towards the center and kind of launches you but then halfway through the game you get the ability to then push away from that so when you get close enough to it you can instead of pulling yourself towards the center you repel yourself away from the center and then you start to use those in tandem with one another to like clear some pretty difficult precision platforming like it was getting pretty intense when i was playing um in spite of this kind of like super chill low-key style but i love like the levels like it's got this great ability not only to like press up or down like you know in a lot of platformers where you can like hold down up or hold down down and then be able to glance and see below you or see above you a little higher yeah you can actually go into like a free cam mode because some of these levels are huge or pretty long where you're like falling down a cavern so you go to free cam and scroll all the way down the level it does this really great like white outline frame and then you can scroll all the way down see everything you have to clear and where the checkpoints are and stuff and kind of get a glance i think you can do that in celeste too um, and kind of scroll through the level and like see what challenges lie ahead. So I, I or actually you can't do it at will and Celeste. It's only at those like binocular points um, right. that you get to. But it's 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 like that. You can do that whenever you want. Um, but yeah, I just found the style to be just in, impeccable. The gameplay was spot on, and I, I thought it was a really cool way to do that. Yeah, to like to iterate on the dash mechanic in a way that. I've I haven't seen it felt really fresh and really challenging and really fun. And it's it did utilize like where you're like by the end of the demo, like you're in this giant octagon, like where you you're just in a whole space that is that kind of underwater essentially space or nice um, that that area. So you're always launching upwards and you're having to grab the like essentially the the thing that will recharge your dash with it before you fall on the spikes and just like chain like 10 of them in a row before it's really awesome it's a really cool game and i didn't even know it was a demo and then i beat the game it was like thanks for uh checking out the demo stay tuned for more and i was like oh sweet nice (laughs) so yeah i i am just super pumped for this game and yeah i just wanted to I, i meant to go through those a little quicker but i'm just so excited about all three of them that i couldn't help myself (laughs) Um, but yeah, why don't we from there get into the, the pinball conversation that you kind of initiated here, John, at least in the sense that you were talking about playing some Pokemon pinball. And then I think we just kind of <laughs> went uh, wild from there. Oh, yeah. And then we kept finding cool new pinball games to Absolutely. recommend to yeah. each other. Or, or cool old pinball games. We yes, say. that's very new to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we found the old copy of uh, Pokemon pinball for the Game Boy Color the one with the rumble pack and the massive yeah. black cartridge. Yes. Um, we played a bit of that. And, you know, that was that was fun. And then, Kevin, you found the GBA sequel to that. That was the Ruby, Ruby Sapphire. Ruby and Sapphire. Oh, yeah. And that was just more boards, more, like, bells and whistles, more Pokemon, more mechanics added to that. And then I found my uh, favorite uh, copy from the Game Boy, not color, the Kirby's Pinball, Kirby, Kirby's Pinball Land. Kirby's Pinball Land, yes. I think. Yep. Yeah. 
oh man and then we just kept finding new ones and kept <laughs> recommending that and Rand- oh, randall what was uh the gator one revenge of the gator revenge of the gator revenge also the gator. developed by hal laboratory also Ooh. a great uh game boy original oh, yes so yeah many, there was a ton of personality in that one. Oh yeah so many good pinball games and what oh, god what else did we find there was well the, we played mario pinball land which is also known as super mario ball overseas which uh, is kind of a better name i kind of like super mario ball better <laughs> that um, one's kind of bizarre but, being 3d and all like that it's, it's like, weird yeah oh, it's, i love that that was such that was a uh, it worked really well yeah. really surprisingly well it's uh 3d that they used also in like um what was it uh frick uh bomberman max 2 really was, yeah like there was a bunch of cut they would have cut scenes and it what it's kind of that uh the pre-rendered sprites thing that they would do in yes. donkey Kong country yes make a 3d image and then just you know render it and pixelate it and then just turn that into the a 3d object even though it's really just pixel art yep yeah and I know uh, that, you know, we wanted to dig into some pinball as well, because, Randall, we, it's been a while since you've uh, gushed about some pinball games <laughs> on the podcast, so. but it definitely used to be a, a staple for yes. a little while. I ran out um, of them for a little while, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, but this is kind of like, at, at least for me, like I love pinball, even regular pinball. Well, I shouldn't say I love pinball, but I really enjoy playing pinball. It's fun. Yeah. But. I'm never very good at it. It's I never can make it last really. But in these video game pinball games, like a lot of them, I can I can be pretty decent because I think they're a little more forgiving a lot of times. Um, they just like, you know, they give, they give you that shooter's role yeah. or whatever you want to call it a lot of times. Or in the case of like one we didn't mention yet, it's Sonic Spinball. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of control over yeah. Sonic. Like you can kind of like use the gamepad while Sonic, like to control Sonic left or right not completely but you can definitely finesse it a little because bit because in spinball Sonic is the pinball <laughs> yes mm-hmm. and it, it's ah man I was really enjoying that one I only played for like a half hour the other night but I was like it's really cool when you like you can save yourself all the time it really yeah. incorporates a little bit of the platforming like nothing crazy but like yep. at least from as far as I got but like when you fall into like the little toxic bin at the bottom and then you're like paddling, like it's just, it's got tons of personality, tons of style. Mm. And, and on that topic, like there's something about pinball games that like, I just want that, those hybrid games. That's what I really want. Like when I was started playing, uh, like the Pokemon pinball ones, there's the whole catching mechanic. Yeah. If you hit them in or hit the ball into a specific area, that'll trigger a catching event or in the Ruby Sapphire one, a hatching event. So there's multiple ways that you can get new Pokemon and then they add to your Pokedex and you just, that's the incentive to keep playing that over and over again is to complete your Pokedex and go further, get beyond just getting a high score, which is, you know, the typical goal in a right. my pinball game is what I would say is like the reward is playing the board. But like what I really what gets me to come back is the games like the Super Mario. Uh, God, I keep forgetting what the actual name of it is. Uh, Mario Pinball Land. Yeah, yes. Mario Pinball, pinball Land, Land yeah. like where it gives you levels, basically, where each screen is its own little mini level that has a star that you're trying to collect and there's different objectives like oh you need to clear this like screen of all enemies in order to get the star or a like hit it in a cannon that will launch you in a specific area like i love those little takes on it and like sonic spinball where it is like 
you're trying to progress through things and then get to yep. a different area and a different level. Get those chaos like, emeralds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I just, I need a little bit of extra incentive that to just come, have me come back and keep playing a game. And I, I wish that there was like, when I played Yoku's Island Express, which I think yeah. we've talked about on this podcast yeah, before. We've at least mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It, that that I loved because it was I think mostly a Metroidvania and that yeah. did have pinball like areas in it, but for the most part you have pretty free control over your character. That yeah. is you know your little dung beetle postman uh, <laughs> is tethered to your ball that you're carting around, but you can launch like there's so much extra mobility in that. You even have a little bit of control like you do over Sonic, like just yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. but you can definitely move the ball around a little bit in that game, too, while it's in play on a, on a pinball area. But I remember like when I started playing the, the Mario pinball, like I was just like, ah, I wish there was a little bit more like control over just going to an area rather than, you know. I just need to hit the ball in the right area in order to get <laughs> like to the I cannon. need to hit the stargate and then hit it through the stargate <laughs> after I already hit it once. That's and like, pinball, baby. It's and just, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit the Mario. The only gripe I have is like most of the areas are pretty barren. So like once yeah. you've like completed the thing, it's like you really are just trying to hit it through the gate. And yes. There's nothing really. And, and a lot of times it's just hard to lose. Like it takes a really, really long time to like get a game over or whatever in that game to like move on to the next stage, at least for me, because you're always getting like the power up of like the pipe that blocks the areas. That was my same gripe with Pokemon pinball, mm-hmm. especially with Ruby and Sapphire. It's like you that ball saver is like constantly <laughs> on. Like I, I don't I, I would play for like almost an hour for like on my first ball. But that's a huge exaggeration, but it'd be like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And I'm like, I haven't lost a ball yet like this is never i could never end on this game so I, there were a few times i was just like there's not enough challenge here we're like the one that i think uh randall you and i maybe put the most time into or at least me was dragon's fury yeah. on the genesis oh yeah and for me that's kind of the perfect hybrid because it is more i think we i've talked about d or we talked about demons tilt on the podcast before which is a newer yep. game that i think is heavily heavily inspired by this game it's even very much like a three-tier pinball table but it's able to do things like uh just throw like enemies into the mix and you're like shooting enemies that are all over the screen like it's got like almost like a little bit of like a dungeon crawler kind of feel to it it does like a top-down dungeon crawler where you're like triggering events yeah Yeah. gauntlet or something yeah but like it evolves the table keeps evolving there's like this big witch head in the center of the table that you're just blasting away at that like eventually like blows up and turns into like a snake demon face it's like turns into a dragon just constant yeah it's like it's something you would never be able to do on a real pinball table you know what i mean and it's just i found that interactiveness is what engages me the most but i do like those extra layers as well oh yeah i love those like dragon's fury and devil's crush by extension which is the original game that was on turbo graphics that maybe more people know um especially post wii virtual console era is devil's crush um but i i had never played this version dragon's fury on on genesis which was uh, kind of like a director's cut port that came later. Um, they're essentially the same game, 
although there are some kind of differences as far as there's a lot of bonus games that you can achieve by, you know, hitting a certain head or whatever to open up and then you shoot in the mouth and then it goes into this little bonus separate, completely separate from the board bonus era area to like kill all the enemies on there, which is easier said than done. Cause if you lose your ball once, then you've, you're gone, you know, you're out of the yeah. bonus area, but man, and there's a ton of those areas. Tons. There's like to like eight or 10 or yeah. something. It seems like I, I was always getting a new one. Yeah. And they're really cool. They're like, they have these little like, <laughs> like weird faces on the side that yes. like the ball will like pop into the eye socket oh, yeah. and like launch out like it's really really cool and i think one of the things they changed too is like the the first one being devil's crush is yeah. like they did kind of remove the instead of pentagrams they're just regular stars oh, and yeah. stuff Can't like that. that so yeah <laughs> but but i will say i i did play both versions but i had uh devil's crush on my wii back in the day yeah. on the virtual console and then this one, and I actually like this one a lot more, to be honest. Like, not only those additions, but the soundtrack is just slamming I agree in this with game. you on the soundtrack. It, it's like one of the best yep. Genesis soundtracks, other than it's got less music than, you know, some of the more well-known soundtracks, I guess. But yep. it, it is just jamming top to bottom. I, I really got sucked into this one and, and even played a little bit of Psycho Pinball, yeah. which is a game that never made it over to North America. And I, w- I was curious on this one, Randall, because this one probably felt the most to me like real pinball. It is, yeah. Uh, especially out of these retro games. Like, it really felt like... Uh, like those more modern takes on like these, you know, where it's like a replication of a real table. But exactly. I was curious because this is from Codemasters, who I think makes a lot of those newer games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Psycho Pinball, another game that I had never played until we were knew we were going to talk pinball. And yeah, it never came out in North America. It was only a European release. But what I liked about it is, is what you were alluding to, Kevin, is it's it's way more like the kind of true replica like Williams pinball collection type of experience where it's trying to take like an actual pinball game and make that digital with not necessarily a whole heck of a lot of frills otherwise. But what impresses me um, in psycho pinball is it's accomplishing that on this 16 bit hardware, like most of the other games, you know, the other pinball games kind of feel a little bit video gamey. Um, like the, the physics aren't quite there. I, I will say devil's crush slash dragon's fury. The physics feel great in that game for the most part to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they feel great in most of these games. In most not, of them, they do. If not, maybe just like a little slow on the like Pokemon. And I'm totally wrong about Codemasters, by the way. I looked <laughs> it up. There's They have nothing to do with anything other than Psycho Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. But they did a good job with it because, it, yeah, it's just like that stood out to me. And just the polish, like the graphical presentation is like really impressive. It, it's kind oh, of evocative yeah. of... Um, uh, like a Lucas Arts type of art style. Yeah, that's um, a really great touchstone. Yeah, like, and it's really impressive looking for a Genesis game. And it's yeah, it's like it is just straight up four pinball tables. Um, but I like that for what it was. But yeah, Dragon's Fury in particular is just hooked me like crazy. If I had to recommend recommend just one, at least on the Genesis, it would be Dragon's Fury. That's the one I spent the most time with as well. Although, again, I, I've been firing all these up quite, quite a bit. And and the one thing I'll say about the Game Boy ones, too, is like I, it is a little bit jarring when like the screen when the screen doesn't scroll with the ball and it just shifts up yes. like each time. That's so those games I 
I found myself even Revenge of the Gator yep. and Kirby's Pinball Land. Like I liked them, but I was just like, ah, when there's other ones that I can play that are way smoother and yep. quicker and whatever, I, uh, I, I just tended to go to those. I was going to say like with Kirby's Pinball in particular, like I actually like how that does where they're kind of like single screen as opposed to like yeah. a like double length one that like shifts when you go to the top half of it. Whereas like Kirby's like pinball, each one is an individual one that you're trying to get to the top level and then you'll get to the boss and oh that that's that was probably my most played of all of these just uh, from a childhood perspective but oh, oh yeah i love that that was a big yeah. title back in that day i remember mm-hmm. seeing that advertised all the time that might have been the very beginning of the kirby spin-offs yeah. I, could, I don't know if it was the very first but i mean kirby's got a long history of oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> taking some stabs at some different types of games so oh yeah great spin-offs Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into some of those in the future. Prolific. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Any more pinball thoughts, guys, or good to wrap it up for this week? I got to save it for the future. I'll be talking more pinball eventually. Yeah, we got we got plenty more (laughs) pinball. I got to let you borrow my copy of Metroid Prime pinball John, on DS because that's that is like on the level of Dragon's Fury. But like very similar. It's awesome. Actually, very much the way the enemies like spawn on the screen yes. and the way you take him down but ah, the way samus like when you get that morph ball in the center of the screen and then samus like comes out of it and you start mm-hmm. blasting enemies it's so sweet oh uh, yeah you gotta borrow that game john i'm Absolutely. bringing it over once i'm fully vaccinated mm-hmm. let's do it um but yeah i think we can wrap things up there this week guys and uh as always you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels.com we've got a nice handy link tree uh, slash pursuing pixels where you can find all our stuff uh, otherwise on twitch youtube instagram twitter discord uh please throw recommendations out there for us we're looking for yeah. new games yeah. to play new games to talk about especially if you guys are interested in hearing us talk about them yeah that'd be even more enticement for us to check them out so Please toss stuff our way, and otherwise, uh, we will uh, catch you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I can't believe I messed up that Final Fantasy thing, too, though. I'm, mad, I'm mad about the Game Boy thing. I, I, I will play that. Like, I've been, I have all of those on, uh, I mean, on the emulator as well. Like, the, I've been wanting to play Final Fantasy Adventure and Legends were the two one Game of those Boy? is like Secret of Mana esque, if I'm not mistaken. I right? think yeah. Final Fantasy Adventure is on the collection of Mana, and I think it was also made in a way that it was like meant to be like, oh, we made Final Fantasy an action RPG to introduce it to Western audiences. So I think I kept because you mentioned that I'd like had that in my head, and I kept thinking Game Boy. Man, so all the best Final Fantasy games are the ones that are the least like final fantasy <laughs> what does that say <laughs> yeah. i gotta get back to 12 uh okay 12 okay. rules it's i have that game it's so good and I'm like I, people it, complained that like oh the, you the way that you like do the ai is like you basically don't play the game and i'm like yeah you set up triggers so like oh if your health is under this amount like a character you have a character will automatically heal you or if you're yeah if an enemy is weak against this thing then they will target it it's such a cool system